podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Casually reference it, and it comes off funny when you start it. Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 63. Uh, yeah, that was a... Gotta start it somehow. Gotta start it somehow. I'm Tiggs, and with me, as always, uh, the three less talked about minions. Russ... I'm Kevin. Uh, Peter. I, I guess that makes me a Bob. And Alex. Sorry, banana. There we go. And it has been a while, and we've got a lot to talk about, guys. Uh, so I was trying to think about, like, what's the best way to start this? Like, which well, let's let's start movies? off with movies. Oh, my God, already? I don't have anything ready for that. Uh, all right, hold on. Uh, okay, yeah, we can start off with Jurassic World, because that's the freshest in our minds. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic World. When you say freshest in our mind, you mean first on your list? Yep. (laughs) All right. Jurassic World. Directed by Colin Trevorrow or Trevorrow. Where's he put the emphasis? Uh, We'll we'll call him and ask him. Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Whatever. (laughs) All right. A new theme park is built on the original site of Jurassic Park. Everything is going well until a park's newest attraction, a genetically modified giant stealth killing machine, escapes containment and goes on a killing spree. Hmm. Uh, I mean, seeing this is like the third most profitable movie in the world, we don't have to worry about spoilers anymore. I think so. Um, so I, so I, I thought you had something to follow up that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so I guess let's spoil away. Um... Uh, I mean, I, I thought this movie was entertaining, mm-hmm. but pretty much, but, but, but pretty you know shallow in every other way. So, Not necessarily like, yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt was yeah. a character from the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, but everyone else seemed to be like twenty five years later. Yeah. Um. Such high energy so far, guys. So, uh, so, what do you think about, like, I don't know, the references? Alex, Alex's first comment like, gave us, like, permission to say whatever we wanted, but also made a good point for us to just not talk about it. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say what you well, guys I think mean, about the references part of this is, the original. That was, that, that was cute. I mean, it was all uh, cute. I mean, this is, it, it, it was not a bad movie. It was a no, fun movie. I enjoyed it. It, it was enjoyable. It. I saw it in uh, the I liked, It was great. I liked what I saw, and, and I it saw was... What I liked. A thousand times better than Lost World and, and every Jurassic tra- Park. Jurassic World. It was better for all than all the trailers for it. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like fun. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard was a little uh, poorly written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those movies in which you know they finally teach that 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 woman how to love and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, like I think I was joking last time we, we we all hung out that if you took out the dinosaurs, this was just a romantic comedy starring either Anne Hathaway or Kate Hudson from eight years ago. <laughs> uh, she was she yeah. was definitely given more of a Hathaway vibe. I think Hudson would have been a little bit more playful. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I get and I kind of get like the Velociraptors are such fan favorites. You got to eventually make them good guys. Sure. Um, right, they got. They had to have the face turn. Yeah, the, and heel turn, and then face turn. Like they, they had to peel off their shirts to expose like NWO, and then have one underneath that's uh, I don't know something else. Uh, um, but like, I think they they telegraphed a lot of that stuff and did it so fast that you couldn't react to it. Uh, like I felt like when this movie was like on its final climax, like building towards it, uh, it just sort of fired stuff off and. Uh, like with the original Jurassic Park, like you had those moments of like watching, you know, Tim and Lex finally get to like the food, and then like the scary parts were like, ah, oh, there's a Velociraptor behind us, the Jello's shaking. Um, you didn't really have time in this movie to let things sink in. No, but I think part of that is kind of a, a function of the fact that like once you make this movie once, mm-hmm. you kind of lose all those moments. Yeah. You can't do any of it again, so they're kind of like, hey, remember that? All right, cool. Let, 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 let's keep moving. It's a very tough... Like, this 
never should have been a franchise. No. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, this movie, it, like, it, the original like, movie was such it, a technical force. And that's really what was right. the draw to it. And, and, and like, so they, many of the things that it did, it did for the first... It, it's yeah, exactly. Like, like the, yeah, sure, there's three other Jaws movies. Who gives a shit about any of them? I used to love those Like, Jaws this movies. was just such a... Like a... a it kind of blew the doors off, and, I, and but when a movie is that successful and makes that much money, you have to figure out a way to make a sequel. I think Jurassic World was as close as you get to a viable sequel, but it shows that, that, that if that's as good as it gets, I don't want another one. And they're making another one, so oh, of course, yeah, bringing back Pratt and Dallas Howard Pratt because they had signed. such chemistry. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, like, what'd I, you guys think of Vincent D'Onofrio? Oh my god! I didn't. I didn't understand any of like the bad guys' mode. Like, I get it. They want like what they want the dinosaurs to be weapons. Yeah. Yeah. What was so Chris, like, what was Chris Pratt's motivation then? Like, what did he think he was doing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Wong's motivation. Why did? Oh. He and when did he become like evil? He, yeah. What was up with that? And was I he? Assume, e- I mean, I haven't seen the first one in like maybe a year or two. He was he evil? Nope. Uh, no. He was just a cool science dude that hung out and let you, like, hold babies. Now he's, like, born. a sneaky scientist who's apparently, like, going to tie this next trilogy of movies together. Sounds like it. Because we don't know who he's working with. My thing with Chris Pratt is, like, you have this giant island that has all these, like, futuristic places for all these people to go see, and he seems to be hanging out in a faraway place on it, just, like, training raptors. It was like, what? You, you have a dinosaur petting zoo... Do we need to get that close to the Raptors too? Like, what what, what is the end game there? Uh, I don't know. And, 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 and also, in this world where we're so bored by dinosaurs, yeah, we didn't really see that that much, right? Like, we didn't see the world not reacting as a whole to you dinosaurs know. You're anymore. you're right. Like everyone kept saying, like people are are tired of this. They're going to want more. They're going to want this. Blah blah blah. It's like, well, we never got. Still. Yeah, to everyone see in the park that. Bill had smiles on their faces. Yeah, they didn't yeah there's no one bored at the right. amusement park. But that's never stopped a marketer from making anything new ever. That's true. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're, but I, I just think they shouldn't have said, like, uh, people are bored. They should have just said, we need to do this. Because well, that's what business people think anyway. If the dinosaur business uh, falls through for them, they can always sell those uh, those like orbs that let you drive around any environment. Yeah, those seem pretty cool. I want those. Yeah, I'd be I'd be into that. I feel like that was just a way for they're like, all right, we gotta spend we got two hundred million dollars to make this movie. We need something new. We gotta show jeeps are done. They're they're over. No one wants a vehicle. Let's make something else. That was just a function of having a lot of money. That that's but that said, question. like, no, what what's up? Oh, I was gonna say it, it felt like they had like concept art of just a bunch of stuff, and they were just like, just make it, just make it. I don't care. <laughs> yep. And you're not referencing the concept, the rumored concept art of human dinosaur hybrids, right? Right. Uh, oh my god. Oh, I wish. Is that was that the John Sales one that that, that you're talking about there? Um, I, I don't think remember. so. Man, I can't wait for that sequel now. <laughs> Well, what's just weird is that the fun, like, trailer line of Chris Pratt, like, Chris Pratt shitting on the premise of the movie in the trailer, like, uh, they're dinosaurs, shouldn't that be enough? Yeah. Is is so funny and sort of, like, double-edged sword because clearly it is enough because it's the highest grossing movie almost ever. Yep. But it isn't enough because we're all talking about, like, yeah, we've we've seen the dinosaur movie before... We don't. You didn't. You didn't do anything else. You didn't add anything to it. So it's kind of. But I'm not necessarily saying that that they need to add anything to because like the minute you add something to it, I don't like it. And what I think I might want, like teenager me, when I first saw The Lost World, before I had seen it, I was like, yeah, it'd be cool if a dinosaur like if these dinosaurs like got, it got to uh, land. a regular populated land like mm-hmm. place. And then it was as I was watching that movie, that thought immediately went out of my brain because I was like, I hope they're not doing that because that's kind of stupid. And like, as and I feel like that's kind of the 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 fight that you're going to co- come up with with the, with these dinosaur movies is it's like they figured out a way to do, put it in an isolated place that kind of works that once it's over, you know, it's over. But yeah, well, that, I mean, the only other option is land. 
that's just the the classic heightening mistake of the original Jurassic Park movies is that they you know the first one was in the park so it had the illusion of illusion of safety second one was on an open island so there was no illusion of safety you were in their world but the third one should have been dinosaurs in our world granted yeah. that's a really easy fight but uh, i mean unless you put in some sort of tiny tremors town but wait okay i like this or made the dinosaurs huge like some Godzilla attack yeah, something like that. But I mean, it's just like that. But that's where you heighten. But once, but the problem with Jurassic Park three is that they don't heighten anything. Like Jurassic Park two ended with a T Rex in San Diego. You yeah. can't like okay, now we're gonna go back to that island just like the last one. And it's yeah. but you're yeah. you're gonna be excited because it's it's, it's uh, scarier because um there's kids involved uh like the previous two and but there's um yeah that's and, and, and I feel like like everything in this one kind of it kind of mixes up the morals in this one too. Because in, like, I feel like previously it's, like, we never should have messed with this stuff and, and all that. And then this one, it's, like, oh, no. Now it's, like, no, no, no. Stuff. Messing with the stuff is, is okay, but don't oh. mess with messing with the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little weird. But um, that being said, watching all those dinosaurs fight at times and stuff like that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was like, cool. Like the, really spectacle, cool. Yeah. the spectacle of the movie was good. Looking past anything else there um, is asking too much, and it all collapses on itself. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's weird that the, it, that they deliver on a point that you know the series hasn't delivered on in a very long time. But it's strange to think that the best parts about Jurassic Park One are the initial dinosaur reveal when they get to the uh, island and the T Rex chasing the jeep. But that's yep. because the effects of the time, especially with the T-Rex shape of, of using practical effects for some of it, too. That Oh, it was terrifying. The, the, those two scenes have yet to be topped, and that was 1993. Three, four. Yeah, three. Yeah. Whatever, next movie. So. Yeah, thank God. Okay, oh, I was sorry. wondering. I literally zoned out there for a bit. Of, uh, okay, so next up, let's, I don't know, that was kind of a downer, I guess, but, you know, oh, it's a well. mid, yeah, it's, it's fine. It was a fun movie. Uh, Inside Out. That was another fun movie, right? <laughs> Good thing we're not going on to a downer here. Inside Out, we're doing this? Yep. Yeah, let's do All it. Right. I think, okay, oh, sorry, Rust Down. Inside Out, directed by Pete Tucker. After young Riley is uprooted from her Midwest life and moved to San Fran, her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness conflict on how best to navigate a new city, house, and school. Can I ask a question yep. uh, real quick before we actually dive into this one? Um, what is the – like, every movie – like, out of all the movies we're talking about today, so many of them are San Francisco movies. Is that just because, like, people, like, are young, got a lot of money there, we want to get that money? I guess so. uh, I think people – yeah, it, it's kind of like – it's risen on the list of city. Like, it's now, like, a third or fourth city that people would mention after New York. You know, it's risen – it's – Probably up from ten, I, so it, I think it's, it's definitely think it's being, a more popular. Like, yeah, I think it's be. I think it's second behind New York now for like where. Yeah, if, if, I think it's just. A I I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, it's just a vis- visually striking town that it almost doesn't seem seem cliche yet. True. True. Right. Yeah. It will shortly the second they destroy the Golden Gate Bridge again. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's got that to it. Also, a lot of the tech, a lot of tech companies are there. So you know, whatever. But yeah, Inside Out, San Francisco, from what Minnesota? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, now I I know Pete, you you seem to have the lowest opinion of this movie. Yeah, only in the sense that um, it was one of those movies that it, 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 like a like true like the truest Pixar in the sense that. The real enjoyment I got from it was just, like, the entire time, every, like, every little set piece and the messages. I was just like, oh, I really understand what you're doing, and it's really clever. Oh, this is really smart. This is really smart. But I was never, like, completely engrossed in it. I was almost, like, sitting outside, like, like saying, oh, yeah, I, under- I understand the connections you're making. Well done. Like, in a, in a, weird, in a weird sort of uh, removed way. I don't know why. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, because I, I think what it was for me was at the, the the first about twenty minutes or so, I almost couldn't stand the movie because 
Amy Poehler was too good at playing Joy. The emo- like, and yeah. too good at like controlling this kid, having this kid be so happy about everything. And like, even when things were down, she was like, ah, oh, well, let's be goofy together, waka waka. Uh, it, and it got to the point that I was like, oh my god, like I want this kid to learn her lesson at first. And then I started, <laughs> wow, no. you monster. Yeah, seriously. No, no, but then it started to happen. I was like, oh, no. And then, like, it all, like, when the reality of, like, how everything, like, was changing and affecting her, and, like, you know, in the way that, like, just showing how someone has to deal with the loss of their childhood and right. having that go, like, that, I think it's done, it's, it's set up in a way that, like, as a, a crotchety old man like myself, mm-hmm. I, I can watch this and I can go from not sympathizing with the characters and kind of like maybe yeah feeling a det- like, like it's kind of like you're saying like be a little detached uh, from it to um, I don't know I kind of gave myself over to it at some point and ended up really loving it. Yeah, I I, I think the movie definitely picks picks up steam. Uh, it's a movie that, like, the more it, the, once it starts really dealing with those elements and like what is really happening with her on the inside, it gets better. But I, it, it I mean, I still really, really loved it. It's clear Pixar, like, they they know what they're doing. I just this was the one of the first times where I'm like, why are you doing this? And then and that's not taking any anything away from it because I I loved it, but it's like. This movie is barely for kids. Yeah, it's oh. for kids because it's colorful, and and it's not because it's too mature. But it's like, as an adult, I found that movie engrossing, entertaining. There's a lot going on, but as a kid, there is like really very little that's interesting in this movie. There are long stretches in this movie where the pacing feels like it would lose kids. Oh, I, I would. Uh, I don't think I would ever watch this if I was a kid. But, but yeah, I yeah the, the fire guy is funny or whatever. But like, all there's all not the enough. Life, like, like there, there's some good comedy set pieces, like where they do all, like all the the replicating all the boyfriends and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But but it, but at the same time, like that's it, it, that's so not the focus of it. And like, I, I think they do one thing that I really liked about it was having the way things like like. Having the thing that the character is fighting against, like the way that actually kind of comes around and, 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 and plays out, I think that like that is something that like a young kid growing up, I feel like that might hit them pretty fucking hard if yeah. they're like starting to feel yeah. sad for the first time and having to understand it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is really like the age limit for this to get it and enjoy it is like 11 or uh, well, the girl, this girl's age. I think you kind of have to be around that age to yeah. really appreciate this. Yeah. Any younger, you're just taking your kid to see the an- whatever animated movies out. I don't think this is that movie. And, like, yeah, that's I, Minions. And, and I was looking at I'm uh, not MPB, uh, like Metacritic user reviews, and there was a lot of anger. There was a couple anger ones from parents that were just like, "This, this is not funny." My kid like cr- cried because you know you pretty much watch a. You watch an imaginary friend die, and mm-hmm. you're like going through this girl. Oh, movie. that was brutal. Yeah, saw it twice in theaters, cried both times. Yeah, that I, was the I, point I, that really got me. I mean, yeah. there were parts I got, but that one I was like, but, yeah, no, that was just like, oh god, I was just, like, what, I don't need once you to realize what's happening. Once you realize that it's happening, it's like, oh no, oh god, oh yeah, yeah. So, so Pete, I mean, like, uh, kind of like what. Not, not didn't like you obviously appreciated it and all that, but like yeah, what I mean, didn't kind of. Co- I think what you said before, because it's so bright and colorful, because it only only visually presents itself for kids. It yeah. almost feels like it's more of an adult think piece and not an enjoyable. Yeah, film. Uh, I, I, it's it's I almost it's like Pixar's. Ver- and this is it, I don't want to take away from it, but it's almost like Pixar's Oscar bait. Yeah, I'll get you in that. that sense. Oh, it's gonna like, and it's gonna win. Yeah. Like anyone <laughs> uh, betting against but that. It's, no, but yeah, this movie does not. I can't see it connecting with kids, but it connected with. with you have to, I think, have had those feelings, mm-hmm. or have you've had to either be going through it right at that moment, or have had it in stuff you can call back on. Because yeah. otherwise, I, I don't see how this movie connects. Yeah, but I, I do like that. 
you know, it sort of ends with a more complicated set of emotions and like what it says about emotions, I think is super great. And if more kids, more kids that were getting older could learn how to like it's, it's teaching kids a a really valuable thing. I just don't think most are ready for it. Speaking Uh, about teaching kids a very valuable thing, guys, let's move on from this. We've been talking about, I'm a little sad already. So let's talk about magic. Mike double XL. I missed this one. I didn't see it either. Oh, you got, you, (laughs) how, how could you, I'm just saying how so much because I'm catching up to the page. I don't understand how no, you couldn't. No, it doesn't sound like you're buying time at all. Yeah, no, not at all. No, really? It doesn't? Well, no, I'm no. here now. Okay. And I'm ready. Magic Mike XXL, directed not by Steven Soderbergh. Three years after Mike bowed out of the stripper life at the top of his game, he and the remaining kings of Tampa hit the road to Myrtle Beach to put on one last blowout performance. Seriously? That was really about? Yeah. Wow. So it's way way more, it's a road comedy. It's not, it's not a, it's not really a personal, uh, sort of oddly told tale of, you know, growing up and responsibility and dreams anymore. No, this is just dudes having fun on the road. Okay. Which was delightful. I thought it was super funny, and and and, and uh, uh, the comedy pieces were really great. When they go to the gas station, is hands down hilarious. This this is just what happens at the gas this, station. Oh, uh, it's so fun. It, it's hard. <laughs> the thing is, if you talk about if you talk about this movie with people who don't really have an interest in it, everything you mention is just going to fuel is their that- groan fire. Yeah. Oh, but, no, normies, you mean? Right. But I do think this is this is more uh, definitely more of an out and out comedy than the first one, okay. um, and more of an ensemble piece. Like m- m- a lot of the other characters from the first one get more shit to do. So how's Kevin? How's uh, Kevin Nash? How's Big Sexy? Incredible. He's great. He gets more than like his one or two lines in the first movie. It, it just it flushes everybody's character out a little bit more. It, it's re- it's just really fun. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the first one was great, uh, so I, I, I don't. I think if I was into that, probably would be into this one. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it's different, but it's like really fun. Yeah, it's it, as we said, it's still way more of a comedy, but it's still delightful because you know, I'll, I'll still a lot of the scenes are still shot and directed and framed with way more gravitas than it, you know, deserves. Yep. Okay. Uh, how and, much uh, custom uh, furniture is there in it? Very little, oh. and only at the beginning. Um, but yeah, part of one of the things I really enjoy about this movie, and that's like as a guy who when I when I go see movies now, I try to think. I don't know. Anyway, fuck it. Um, <laughs> what I thought was really good was I saw Entourage, which let this be the Entourage review right now. That portion, so we Got can it. just move right by. Yeah, it. totally. Entourage is a piece of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and this is the closest movie tonally to that. But Entourage, the problem with it is you don't feel like they're actually friends. You don't feel like any of those characters actually like each other so much as they like talking about how much they grew up and how much they were friends, but you never really see them be friends in any real sense. You don't see them actually care about each other as opposed to just throwing money at a problem. They also all treat women collectively like shit but all love women and all want to, you know, be in a relationship or whatever. This movie, like, these guys seem like just fun dudes that actually are friends and actually do care about each other and can, like, take a, a, a sexualized job but still respect the women that they serve. Yeah, and almost like, so, yeah, like why they do it, even though right. it's like a funny way, but, like, uh, uh Donald Glover's speech in the car is really great. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, and, and it's a li- and all of it's a little ham-fisted, but at the same time, I'll take a movie with like a lot of dudes that you would assume would be the type of guys that just want to like run through bitches, but instead they're like actually nice human beings and they respect people, but and they're not just like down out to get laid and stuff. Like that's a kind of nice thing to see considering most movies with 
more than like two dudes on the road are just trying to get fucked. So that said, I think that this movie from a gender political perspective is a lot more forward thinking than you would expect. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things I think if, if, if you want to see Magic Mike, go see it. You'll enjoy it. But if you want to see Entourage, it sounds like there's a chance that you still won't enjoy it, though. Right. And I watched damn near every episode of Entourage. And I'd always wonder, like, why am I still doing this? There have been about ten good episodes. Nah, five. There been about two good episodes of the show, Speaking but I watched of, eight seasons of it. Speaking of why are we still doing this, let's talk about Terminator Genesis for a little bit, guys. Oh, whew. I mean, this I'm just going to stall for time, but even as I'm doing that... Do we even... I know, we need a rest down, but yeah. Sure, sure. What, let's, did we all see Terminator Genesis? I think so. I right? won't see Terminator okay, Genesis. Okay. Oh, you won't? Oh. There we go. So, there. Yeah, you texted me that night. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted to know if, if you had thought it was decent, I was going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't even, don't even bother. And um, as soon as you told me not to bother, this is me not bothering. There you go. There were a couple decent ideas. I guess. Sure. Well, all right, let me they, just rest on this real quick. Terminator, Genesis, blah, 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 Alan Taylor... John Connor sends Kyle Reese back in time to protect Sarah Connor, but when he arrives in 1984, nothing is as, is as he expected it to be. Yep. Sure. It's like for the first for the first like 45 minutes of this movie, maybe even a little bit more, it was trying its hardest for every single thing said, every little thing that happens to be like, here's another way. It's a whole reboot. Yeah. Like, here's how we could have rebooted it this way, and here's how we could have rebooted it that way, and we're rebooting everything. Everything must be rebooted. Yeah. And then what is it? That's and it. That's, that's those plot lines. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the John Connor uh, Termir thing was cool. I, I kind of wish they didn't spoil it in the trailer, because that would have been a really great reveal. Oh, okay. Waiting for this, the I'm not, I've committed to not seeing this movie. Can someone please explain to me how... Well, fucking up the timeline makes a robot John Connor. So, kind of in the, uh, it, I think it stems from Terminator Salvation. Original had the original ending where John Connor uh, becomes a, uh, Terminator. a a Terminator at the end, and that is like how they have to go on is with uh, is it Sam Worthington again? Uh, Sam Worthington. Hang on, no, so this works. movie. Uh, this movie keeps the Christian salvation Bale. mythology. Christian Bale no. was Connor in that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like the fans. I think that's where the idea it. comes yeah. from. Uh, and in this okay, one, but how does some... that? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Keep well, so, so in this one, uh, it's because everything's all different and crazy. They want to be able to send the machines. By the way, Matt Smith, who for some reason is Skynet, yeah, personified. Uh, I love how this whole movie doesn't understand how the fucking internet works. Where it's like, well, we just destroyed here, you know, it's gone forever. But, like, the, the entire... No. This is a movie about the internet, effectively, and it just doesn't get it. It's weird. Yeah, well, I, at least, like, Matt Smith's character uh, in this can go date, like, uh, the Red Queen thing from the the first uh, Resident Evil? Evil movie. Oh, you're selling this movie. <laughs> oh, wow. They're, they're kind of like that. Like, he's like that, but for Skynet. Mm-hmm. Um... So he comes and he he uh, assimilates uh, uh, John Connor, yeah. Because pretty much like because of now Judgment Day is pushed back. Like that has been the Terminator's excuse for everything, for like the last like however many movies, is that everything they do just pushes Judgment Day back. Yeah. Uh, so now it's social media. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's, that's not social system. media. It's just it's it's what they were trying. They were trying to develop a, a, like the software that would connect everyone, but that software uh, is, is evil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why it found, sounded at first like I was defending. Yeah, it. that was weird for a second. Yeah, right. Uh, again, a potential actual cool idea that like our interconnectedness and all that stuff is allowing us to give up all this that would you know leave us open to something like a like you know there's an idea that that's okay. Yeah. Um, There's a couple um, ideas that are okay, but like, but what's so the, spoiler, yeah, spoil it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. No, um, no one. No does one. John Connor become good again? No. So, no. so that 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 future is like pretty much erased by what they okay. do. Okay. 
So they can't go back and fix that. No, no. not so because Why can't they? Because I mean, they I, just they seem to always could. go back. That could just be another movie, but well, it kind of sets up that they will never kind of she'll never have John at the same time too. Yeah, which is yeah. also kind of weird. Can we just talk about how how much of a non badass Sarah Connor is in this movie? Oh, she's real whiny. They she's... they decided to make her angsty like in this one, and, and like I don't understand like. It's weird how her motivation is literally just like, oh man, I have to fuck this guy later. Like, that's what I have to do? It's... But I don't wanna. Yeah. And does Kyle Reese live? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, they all live. And then, and Arnold's brain gets input into some liquid vat, and now there could be like a billion Arnold's. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, But all good Arnold's. Yeah. Potentially. Because it's all based off of his chip. They had to submerge a chip into some goo, and then that would become a terminal. Fuck that! Like, because I, don't, now, I can't even. And now they're all, I can't even listen all, to this. They're all nanobots now, Russ. Just so you're wondering, they're all okay. Oh yeah, that happens. So no more T1000. Now they're all nanobots. Well, there is a so, T1000. So it's effectively the first hour. Yeah, there is. Yeah, because the first hour is Back to the Future Part Two, um, where oh, they're just kind of like, okay. yeah, effectively. I don't. I don't know. Well, I was so excited for this movie. I really thought the trailer were was you? Like, Wait was a minute, cool. yeah. Tiggs, you were really excited by yeah, the movie at this point. Yeah, of course, part. yeah. Fool like, you three times, shame on you. Whatever, I went back, like, in preparation for this, I went and I watched all four. Yeah. Um, and, like, I was just like, yeah, even, even by the end of it, it's like, yeah, Salvation is just, like, an utterly forgettable movie. But it wasn't, like, a bad movie. But... Terminator I don't is, hate Salvation. No, no, no I, I agree. It's dumb as crap, but it's not like, yeah, whatever. It's like this, it's it's kind of fun to watch at times. It's not a great movie. It's not a good movie. It's definitely, I don't even know if it's the worst, honestly. Uh, even without this new one. And then you get this, this just like nothing movie. It's not even forgettable. It's actually like, it actively kind of hurts the series. And that's because like, that's like really hard getting... for a sequel to do. Like, you can always just put it out of your mind. And this one's just like, no. You're, you're just because fucking this up. The thing, yeah, and it, 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 the thing is, like, when you get to five, five films in a franchise, and only two are good. Yeah, like, you got to give up. That, that's when you you maybe got to give up. And people keep saying, "Well, they never gave up on on Fast and Furious," and it's like, yeah, they didn't. But there's only like the third movie people don't love, and then the fourth movie was actually like, like a eased people into the fifth one being a good one. Yeah. So it never dipped in quality. It didn't just continually dip in quality. It dropped for a hot minute, and then it started picking right back up. And that movie was about to be just like a direct-to-DVD movie for three. And then uh, it ended up getting like, you know, an actual distribution. Yeah. And, doing, and like, there you don't see that happening with Terminator. It's never like, just like, oh yeah, we can make a cheap Terminator movie. And, and it's really weird watching like like, like, yeah, like, like you're right, uh, takes in terms of it, like, kind of sullying other stuff, because, like, you watch, uh, um, what's her name, Amelia Clark, like, pretty much, uh, dressed up in, in a, a pretty good dead ringer for Linda Hamilton. Yeah, totally. But just not, but, but, like, acting like the opposite character, and there's a weird disconnect there, too, that, like, I don't know. I've heard this, I've heard that criticism from multiple people, and I... I find it surprising because, like, even as Daenerys, she kind of grew into that, like, tough leader. She wasn't that always, but she kind of grew into it over time. And it's like, you should know how to do this. I don't know. But, it, 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 it doesn't, the movie doesn't, like, like effects-wise doesn't necessarily always deliver, too. It's like, there's, I think there's a couple of right set pieces, action-wise. Put some of the nanobots um, stuff is actually kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I thought that stuff looked alright. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Some of that stuff looked pretty good. Um, but like, you know what? Honestly, like, watch this with a, f- a few beers when it's on Netflix eventually. But like, yeah. it's not. It's not. And, this is not the salvation. This is not the Terminator salvation. Yeah. And what's crazy is it? Like a couple hours ago, well, I guess yesterday, crossed 300 million worldwide. That's fine. And that's crazy. like, that's the point where. Like the the person who greenlights movies, they have to start thinking like, all right, well, it turned a modest profit when you consider they don't get all the foreign grosses. Right. Uh, they're yeah. at that point where now it's in the black, like probably by a few million. Yeah. What the fuck do you do? Do you just leave it alone, or do yeah. you double down, hoping that the people knowing about this iteration of your franchise means you can make another one? I think you I, I double down. Like- 
I, I feel like this is one where in two years all the stars come out and start complaining about it and say how much of a piece of shit it is and promise you that the next one's going to be good and it won't be. Yeah. So that's why doesn't they? Know. Why don't they just get the Rock? Hey, like cut the shit, get the Rock. Be an awesome Terminator. I'd, I'd be good with that. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Uh, but let's move on from this uh, train wreck of a movie to talk about Spy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was awesome. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. I would sl- slow clap. All right, Spy, directed by Paul Feig. A desk-bound CIA analyst volunteers to go undercover to infiltrate the world of a deadly arms dealer and prevent diabolical global disaster. Did anyone see the heat? No. Yes. Okay. How was it? I didn't see it either. But I'm it's a uh, pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, but this. But like, I really found myself enjoying the hell out of Spy. I fucking loved Spy, it and was, I did not expect to. No, neither did I. Uh, and I remember hearing you uh, say that, and Colm said that, and it's just been. Like, I was just like, all right. I, I mean, I don't find Melissa McCarthy all that funny. It's very one-note. And then she just plays, like, a really good character in this. Uh, it's she all doesn't, because she doesn't do that character. Yeah, exactly. Well, she she kind of turns she that character does. a little bit. I, I, I feel like, the, are the trailers for this really misleading? Because it looks like, they're, like they're a Kevin terrible. James, big person, fall down, go boom. No. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it has, yeah. No, Alex, you're 100% right. That is the trailers. That was the marketing campaign. They marketed this like your typical Melissa McCarthy vehicle, yes. which is why I had zero interest in it. But Julianne really wanted to see it, and I was like, okay. But then we saw it, and I was like dying. It yeah. is very, very funny, and it was marketed poorly because even the poster with her and, and the stupid hair, like that's not this movie. Like no. that's a part of the movie. This movie is fucking funny. Uh, the, Jason oh. Statham, I've never seen him oh have fun. Oh, my God. Statham is great. He has like uh, the like one of the last lines of the movie and fucking kills. Like he, it's everything about this from like uh, just from the beginning on. And you, because she starts off as a very normal, almost like pathetic character at the beginning, and then she really gets built up, and you kind of learn more about her, and as you, and you realize that she's actually like really good, and she plays like a just like an incredible character. She plays it well, and it, it all. Yeah, and the movie really did have like a, a um a really solid working knowledge of like what a spy movie the the tropes that a spy movie should have and it didn't really play them up so much as it kind of just it played like a fun bond. Yeah. Or like a a fun mission impossible. Yeah. Um without ever like spoofing or sending it up like her characters, her characters function in the beginning of the movie like makes sense. Like she's a like the she's like the voice in a spy's ear. Like and and that kind of made sense because like if you're telling me she's a spy, get out. Yeah. But uh, the movie then explains itself. I thought it was awesome. I thought Rose Byrne was really really funny. Yeah. Um, everyone everyone was funny. It's a really funny movie. Yeah. And it. It's weird because I expected very little, uh, um, but it. Oh, I forgot Fifty Cent's in it. Oh, that's right. That's oh, amazing. That dude's getting a lot of work this year. Oh well, he's, well, he's also got to yeah. pay a lot of money. Yep. But yeah, no, it's it's really it's really funny. I would recommend people see it, um, because it it surprisingly didn't it did well. It did crack a hundred, but I thought after the heat. Like when that movie was as successful as it was, that this one would have like cracked her into a higher echelon. Yeah, but this one kind of made a little bit. Le- but that movie also had Sandra Bullock in it. So, yeah. um, but this like is very good. I re- yeah, I highly recommend it. I think everyone will like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. All right, now we can do Trainwreck. Pete, you wanted to say uh, this is only Pete. Wait, what? Yep. Yeah, Trainwreck. Just to, uh, give us a little bit of Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Wait, me? You're the only one who saw it. Oh, I am? No, I saw it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, right. I was going to say. Uh, and I'm going to rust down it. All right, so we can rust down it then. After I stall. Okay, let's stall a little bit. Uh, Nick stall. Stalling. I'm here. All right, Trainwreck, directed by Judd Apatow. Having thought that monogamy was never possible, a commitment-phobic career woman may have to face her fears when she meets a good guy. Oh. So me, me and Russ had a big, long talk about this movie on Wednesday. So let's try, let's try to hit the highlights of that conversation. 
There were okay. – this was like classic Apatow in, in the sense that there was a really good movie in there and there were some really great ideas, some really great scenes, some really great relationships that they just didn't hit at all because uh, and, and, and they were too busy making weird jokes um, and, and sort of dancing around it and just trying to get to the next area where they can let two actors improvise more bits. Right. It, it's so – I don't get – I don't know who – to call out, like I said, I kind of blame Judd a little bit more than Amy because Amy kind of wrote the, a movie you would somewhat expect her to write, but she's never written a movie before. So maybe instead of being so hands off with all these new talents that he's kind of taking under his wing, maybe he kind of should have said, hey, well, this kind of doesn't really make that much sense. Um or whatever, because it's fine for the movie to, to to play between drama and comedy. I'm not, I have no problem with that. Like that's fine, but it's like it's it's weird how the scenes kind of come back to back. It's like there'll be a a, a dramatic scene and then a comedic one. They'll both be a little bit longer than they need to be, and they feel like two completely different movies. But. Yeah, it, 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 this movie is all over the place. It when it's enjoyable, it's great, but when it's not enjoyable, it's so average. Okay, how does it I compare hear- to This Is Forty? Uh, this Is Forty is a steaming pile of shit. Yeah, and this isn't. So okay, this is this. There is a good. There is more of a good movie in here than there was in that. And like I thought, I thought at first it was just going to be full of stunt casting with uh, John Cena and LeBron James. But John Cena is actually awesome, and LeBron, LeBron James is fantastic. Yeah, LeBron is great. Um, and it's like I, I love those elements. They figured out a way to make those guys really funny and interesting. But like taking what you know about them and turning it a little bit, and that was really fun. Um, I even thought I even liked Colin Quinn, despite the fact that he didn't look old enough to be her father at all at any point. Uh, I liked how much Met shit was in this movie. Um, but it ultimately, it, it's either you wanted to kind of make a straight up romantic comedy or you wanted to turn it on its ear a little bit, but you, you try to do both and that's not possible. Okay. All right. That sounds, yeah. but it's enjoyable. I'd say see it because I, the parts you like, you'll like, I heard it's not as like, subversive or crazy or different is something you would expect like Amy Schumer no, it's not. to yeah it I'm is talking. not it is not at all it, it it's it's her show is far more subversive than this film bill hader's great yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see him be a normal dude not doing like a vincent price impression or something <laughs> all right moving uh, on moving from on. there yeah Oof. All right, that was, that, all right, so let's see here. Uh, we got one big one left and a couple of others that some of us have seen. Um, I don't know if we need Rust Downs for Mural and the Dying Girl. Uh, let me get It's an indie movie about like a sad white boy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess that's pretty... <laughs> all right. And a dying girl. And a cliche She's uh, black friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the cliche is black. Yeah, as... Oof. I could tell everything I needed to. I knew everything I needed to know about that movie from the trailer, and I needed to stay away because I would be offended. Yeah, I didn't see the trailer. Really? But oh, I didn't. Know. Something to see that day, and I said after that synced up after Dope, and I was like, oh, this oh, this did, to order to watch that. Then. This did well at Sundance. I'll go see Me and the Dying Girl, and I was just like, this movie's so white. Yeah, it is a super white movie. I enjoyed uh, most of it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, besides the horrible racist, you know, characters, like yeah, you're just trying to look past that. It's <laughs> it's a sweet it's a sweet story. It kind of got me at the end. Um, I think the two, uh, me and the dying girl, uh, are pretty good. I, I think it's kind of got you know like some good funny chemistry between it all. And again, very hard to look over the racist character. But besides that, and his dad, who's even more of a racist stereotype. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's all mm-hmm. I got. Okay. Am I going to so, cry? I cried. I was, Even I'm, though it's pretty I'm, obvious how it's going to end. But I cried. Yeah, I was so checked out of it. I couldn't take it. I was she like, lives! 
It's like, you're all so white, and that guy is uh, not what a black person's like. Um, and it was just, and I, I thought the kid was kind of insufferable. I thought he was he was written by someone 20 years older who wishes they were that age still, and are like, this is this is how I think I was when I was young, and it's, I'm going to sound real cool. And, Did he say cool? Is that, was, is that your idea of cool? No. That's oh, okay. <laughs> at it. Oh, my blog, Pete. You don't know what cool is. All right, moving on from there. Um, you know what? Let's talk about dope. That's oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, they they they're spiritual uh, siblings. Uh, <laughs> I love dope. how you didn't want to say brothers. <laughs> brothers. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, dope is it's got it's it's got some problems, but it's fun. Yeah, I think I think Dope uh, wasn't sure what it wanted to be, but everything it could have been, I thought, was a great movie in there. Okay. Uh, so when it kind of really danced good. around it a little bit until and, and without really founding itself was a little was a little was a little tough because you wanted it you wanted more out of it but I thought it had a really great message at the end and uh, some really great stuff to it and I thought everyone was great. Yep, it, it, it's fun. Um, it was nice. I saw a bunch of kids in my theater that had like bought tickets for something else and snuck in. Nice. And they all seemed to enjoy it. Nice. And I like that when a bunch of young kids actually go see something that I don't expect them to go see in the theater so good on them it's enjoyable uh could have been better but whatever okay uh pixels uh i think just me and you saw this right i think so so this is a bad movie yeah it's it's not it's not the insult you fest that no that that that, uh one 10 minute rant makes it out to be yeah movie bob or, or whatever it is uh i mean it's it's not a good movie there it's like it's weird how little uh, Adam Sandler seems to give a shit about this movie. We're just like, just pay me, and I'm not. I'm barely gonna do anything. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't actively. I didn't actively hate it. Uh, I just wasn't entertained. I mean, I just, I just like sat there, and I was just somewhere I was for an hour and a half. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was funny how bad it was because it wasn't like it wasn't funny bad. No, no, it wasn't because. But, but the, I mean, it's almost weird to comp- my compliment to it is it wasn't insultingly bad. It was just it was just un unexciting. And yeah. Uh, there's a lot of I don't know. Um, it was just it was it was a bad movie. Uh, I, there's a lot of stuff that happens in it that you're even just like watching. Like, why the hell is that happening? Yeah. Why does Kubert turn into this woman? That's really what? weird. Yeah, yeah, just so that Josh Gad can marry her. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. that spoiler. Uh, spoiler. Um, that happens. You're yeah. making me want to see the movie now. Nope. I mean, like, wait for Netflix. And just yeah. watch it. It's yeah. I, I especially. I mean, even beforehand with the, all the initial reviews, especially with that rant, I couldn't not. Yeah, I, I needed to see it just because of how. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It almost wasn't what I wanted in that sense too. You um, know? Are there cool video game references or anything in it? Like, are there? Do they go into there any deep cuts? Do they do anything fun? Um, no. not really. You get to see like I think the Joust guys on screen for a second and. Uh, it's weird. Maybe I—I uh, I mean, I might just not know what arcade game they were from, like from the '80s. But it was—they it, like had mini ninjas up. It seemed like at one point. No, that was that was just made up for uh, the 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 lovely Lisa, whatever her name was. What was it like? What was her name? Lady Lisa. Oh yeah. Oh, that those were her. That was just supposed to be from her game. Oh that, okay. Like pixel characters, they look like new animated characters. Yeah, those look like new. That, like yeah. how little they spent trying to figure out the one new classic video game that they needed to create. That was so weird. Uh, is that Michelle Monaghan's thing? No, she's, uh... She's, she's on Pretty Little Liars. Colonel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's also the weird love thing with her and Adam Sandler. There's a lot of weird dry scenes in this, where it, it almost seems like they're yeah. being played for very, like, seriously. Uh, like, there's, like, no soundtrack behind it. Like, Adam Sandler is literally very monotonely trying to say a joke, and that's just kind of how it comes off. And it's really weird. Uh, while like she's crying in the closet, drinking wine, and he's like trying to comfort her, and then like tries to kiss her. And this is like ten minutes in. Yeah, like immediately what? into this movie, it, it's weird. Uh, it's like damn. no one was trying that movie except Josh Gad, but he was trying to be eight different characters in that movie. Yeah, it's nonsense. Is he really super annoying? He was almost. He's... 
at times the best part. But yes, I, I agree with that. Like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, and Kevin James is the president. Duh. Yeah, is right. he like a fat, goofy president? Yep. Yeah, but he's trying really hard not to be. But he's still. Oh hanging man, with his good friend Adam Sandler. Yeah, and what was Brian Cox's deal? Um, he thought he was in a good movie. <laughs> you thought he was in a movie with a plot. Yeah. Like you, it, it almost sets him up to be like the end, like to the try guy? and thwart them. But and it's just it, like no, he's just the crotchety old man. Yeah, they you know it's they set him up to be the one to like betray everyone yeah. or fuck everything up. But he wasn't. He was nothing. Pointless. What uh, what about Peter Dinklage? How's he? What was his accent? I don't know. Okay, because I couldn't figure it out either. It, Peter Dinklage's character was just a just a, a weird game of is this racist and insensitive, <laughs> but you never found out the answer. <laughs> That's my favorite game. <laughs> um, Serena Williams and, and uh, Weird Cameo. Don't spoil it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, the, I mean, I guess watch it on Netflix or something like that. Not a good movie. Not, not, but again, not offensively bad either. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so Southpaw is only you, Pete? I only saw it. Same thing. I, 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 the, the, oddly enough, like the, the the first half hour in his fall from grace is isn't done with the same uh, importance as everything else because it's basically the story they had to get through. Yeah. But it but they don't since they don't spend that much time developing anyone. Like you almost don't like anyone at the beginning. Yeah. And it kind of ruins it because then it's just this shitty dude who's being real shitty to his daughter. Yeah. And of course she should get taken away. <laughs> and then when he starts to fight for her back, it takes you way too long to get on his side. And the weirdest thing is it's only because of your knowledge of sports movies when he starts to box again. You're like, oh, now I'm on his side because he's clearly the sports character. <laughs> like, gotcha. It's, okay. It's <laughs> how, is, how, is, how is Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this? He's he was I mean he was good nowhere near the level of Nightcrawler but like the, he was really he like he clearly spent a lot of time learning how to box okay uh, more time than the writer was learning how to be a writer boom uh, all right Kurt oh, Sutter there you go uh, yeah yeah oh oh Alex you also saw Minions right I did yeah all right let's talk about Minions it was a movie yeah um, it was alright the first fifteen minutes and like the last ten minutes are cute. I like the first um, 15 minutes, which is basically just that trailer where they kind of go through time, but uh, yes. a little bit more, just, you know, 15 minutes worth. And that, I was, I was like, yeah, this is fun. Um, there are so, like, there are stretches where, like, like, I, I did, like, yeah, inside I had a little bit of, you know, maybe some pacing problems. I don't know how my nephew loved this movie so much because nothing would happen for long stretches. Yeah. Like, but were, I thought, they, were the minions, like, being goofy? Sometimes, yeah, but not like they kind of made them a little bit more like there's not enough for them to carry a movie on their own, and all the characters that they introduced, um, like there were there were some fun ones and like stuff that there would be like a good one off laugh, but nothing that you got attached to or want to see for an extended amount of time. Yeah. Um. It's just sort of a series of things happening on screen. Yeah. Occasionally you will chuckle, uh, but you'll glance <laughs> at your watch a lot. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you, you kind of hit it. It's, it's definitely a kid's movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, Inside Out was not really a kid's movie. I, this definitely plays to a much younger audience. I feel bad for all the parents that will have to put up with Minions being put on over and over and over again. Oh, my yeah. God. And they'll yeah. just, and, and, and they'll just wanna, they'll want to die. Uh, okay, what have I... Alright, so, I saw Irrational Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is okay. It's not great, I don't know. Uh, I feel like... Are we supposed to have the good Woody Allen movie this time around? They always say that, though. Wait, what was last year? I feel like it's too bad one thing. Last year, yeah, oh, yeah, so that was, so this is too bad then, because that was the magic, whatever... Oh, Magic Magic in the Moonlight? Magic in the Moonlight, Oh, we, we have a good one coming next year. So next year will be a good one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of forgettable. Kind of just like, I don't know. Uh, there are definitely some fun parts while watching it, uh, that you enjoy, but it's weird that like Woody Allen isn't really writing the Woody Allen character anymore. You know, I guess. No, he's kind of been turning it on its, on, on its ear a little bit through like, like some of the traits would be in one character and make some in another, but that's definitely so he's kind of like breaking it up. Yeah, it's it's what definitely happens here, and 
I mean, yeah, I guess that's good, but it also it's it's not like it's not super funny, uh, but it's fine. I don't know. It's better than Magic in the Moonlight, uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, but it, it's weird. Like I was reading reviews that were like this Hitchcockian twist and all this other stuff, and you're just like, no, it's not. It's not that deep or anything. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay. Also saw Insidious three. Anyone else? Nope. No. no? All right. That's pretty bad. I haven't seen I any thought, of them. I, I thought two was pretty. I like the first one. All right. First one's all right. First one's just Poltergeist, um, really. Yeah. And second one's pretty much just Poltergeist two. Man, second one gets like that's another t- just fucking drags. It's yeah. not fun. Oh uh, yeah, Speaking this one. Of Poltergeist. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, we talked about that last time, didn't we? Oh yeah, right, we did. right, I did right, see right, that though. Right. Yeah, not great. Uh, probably better than the Gallus three though. Oh yeah, we're getting to that next. <laughs> I didn't see Vatican tapes yet though. I oh, will. Man, I will. Uh, but Insidious three is pretty boring. It's like uh, the old lady from the first movie. It's her movie, so it's like the prequel to the first one. And it's it's dumb. That frustrates me beyond anything that you would call the third movie that you uh, when a prequel is no, is part three yeah it's not part three no yeah no not even especially because this is like in city like what's it city's chapter three yep city is chapter it should three. be chapter zero it should technically be chapter zero or just call it something else because it's not the third it's the third movie chrono like in in terms of release pattern but yes. not in chronological order yeah totally Ugh. <laughs> that's frustrating uh but yeah, not great. Uh, and then the Gallows. I uh, also saw this one, which I think is probably is uh, better than it any. It has any right being. It's not a good movie. It's actually really bad. I bet you could cut out ten minutes of this movie just by cutting out all the moments where they're just showing the floor or the walls with nothing else on screen. Uh, mm. But like, it definitely got me a couple times, and ending was weird. Uh, definitely trying to set up something, I think, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but when, like, the actual kind of reveal at the end, I was like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, this all, I wasn't kind of seeing this part, and terrible acting throughout. This is supposed to be, like, Eli Roth's kind of comeback to, to horror, though, right? Oh, shit, was this Eli Roth? Yeah. Oh, wow, uh, I guess so. Um, then he's got Knock Knock coming out later, right? Okay, all right. I mean, I'll um, see. Which I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, that seems uh, all right, maybe, but um, I heard this is just... Because it's PG thirteen, I heard there's just not a lot to it. No, I think this. I believe this was R. Oh, it was. It doesn't oh, play okay. like an R, mo- R rated movie though. It plays like a PG thirteen rated movie, uh, except uh, for like one. Maybe I don't one see TV Eli movie. Roth having anything to do with this. Okay, I didn't think. Is so. it not okay? Hey, no, who then? Who did this? Wait, uh, Travis uh, 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 Chris Loafing. Yeah, he didn't produce it then. The Gallows. He might have like threw his name on it. Yeah, he might have. Yeah. No, I might have completely made that up. I apologize. Thank you for fact-checking. Um, but yeah, uh, still a very bad movie, but definitely had a couple moments where it got... It was so stupid, but it got me like three or four times. I was also sitting next to a girl who was on her phone for almost the entire movie. Oh, I hate that. Uh, like right next to me. Like there were not that many people in the theater and there were a lot of empty seats and these three people just had to sit literally right next to me, which is also very frustrating because I was like, eight seats down in, like, the middle, and it's just like, well, come on, anywhere else. Anywhere fucking else. Uh, yeah, but that's about it. And that is all I've got to catch up on. So we've got one more left, and it's the big one. It's the, it's the end of Phase 2. Ant-Man. No, 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 no. Ant-Man! There we go. Um... <laughs> Ant-Man, directed by, no, Peyton. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Armed with a super suit with astounding ability to shrink in scale but increase in strength, cat burglar Scott Lang must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor, Dr. Hank Pym, plan and pull off a heist that will save the world. Yeah. This movie was fun. Super fun. Yeah. That all, yeah. It, it was yeah. Right. It, Done. It needed to feel like a phase one movie, and that's exactly what it did. Uh, yeah. Russ's brother really hit it on the head with that. Um, it, it's, it, it, it didn't feel super bogged down by a lot of other things, and when it did touch the rest of the Marvel Universe, like it, I think it all worked very well, and it really grounded Ant-Man for when he becomes a bigger part of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Michael Pena is the greatest man ever lived. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he was fun. Yeah, he was um, funny. T.I., guys, his best role since Takers. Dude, 
He actually like, oh, he got God, so much better at acting. It's weird, in right? In that time. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he's been in other stuff. He has been, yeah. But, but like, if you think Nothing about it, like, I haven't seen Tinkers, much though. of anything. Like, money's money's young blood. Like, never and, like, said, like, never said. Right. Yeah, like, like, like the deliverance of that, like, to now, where, like, he can kind of react to things and, like, pretty much emote. Like, it's, it was crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, he's no Michael Pena. No. No. No one um, is in this movie, to be fair. This, uh, this movie's just Except really like, it's, it's just likable. Like, it's got a lot of the problems that I think some Marvel stuff has where you don't really get well-defined bad guys. Um, no. Like, you don't kind of get to spend enough time with them to really see them be bad. Mm-hmm. They kind of just end up, like, like you kind of get the the Iron Man one problem. Oh, this like, is Iron Man just, villain. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, oh, we're just going to have someone that's the same character, but flipped. Um, Some business guy. Yeah. So, it's just, it's just weird that that keeps becoming the same thing. But other than that, I think Paul Red's really... Uh, again, just like and, and fun I, I think in the what part. He'll add, what he'll add to the overall. Granted, he's going to get sucked into that vortex, which is the greater Marvel universe at large. Yes, but I think he's going to add a different dimension than a lot of other heroes. Th- that than a lot of the other heroes that are already there, because like he's not a superhero. He's just a guy who has a suit who's yeah. like kind of normal, and he's in awe of these people. Like, to to some extent, like he exists in a world where they're Avengers and he's this other person. Yeah. So kind of bringing him into that, I think, is it's going to create a more grounded human dynamic. Which yeah, there, there is no man. Yeah. No. Because Captain America, like, it would be Captain America if he wasn't the most morally perfect human <laughs> being who yeah. doesn't make mistakes and is like awesome. So I think him being included in that is, is going to play off uh, really well. I thought Michael Douglas was awesome as Hank Pym. Uh, I I originally hated that Hank was going to be older than he should be in the universe, but I guess you can't have too many scientists yeah. that are all that young creating like these crazy things. And I also like that it that it gave that it said like oh heroes heroes were doing stuff earlier you just didn't know about it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that too. I really like this movie. Yeah, Pete. Uh, anything? Wait, what? We haven't heard from you at all. No, I talked about Ant Man. Did you? Yeah, I said Michael Pena was the best. <laughs> all right, and all right, all right. And then I, I sat back and let everyone else take the reins. There we go. No, I would. I, I would love for them to find a way to make Michael Pena permanent character in this universe. He's apparently signed on for another two. There you go. Films. Hopefully not just like Ant Man movies because who knows if those will happen. Yeah, but but yeah, I think they, as Russ was saying, I think they gave uh, Hank Pym just the right amount of history um, to make his character make sense. Uh, the 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 family drama of it wasn't too insulting, mm-hmm. really stupid. But I mean, it's it worked. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really want to see uh, Ant Man uh, and uh, I really want to see Scott Lang and Captain America talk. I think that I think that would be a really fun scene. Yep. Yeah. Or even him and Thor, like, and with anyone like really powered, I think it would be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I I just hope that like we get more stuff like this, like like you like uh like someone saying like him kind of get just getting sucked into the universe and that being it. Like, uh, I I hope that we just still keep getting different movies. Yeah. Right. As, even uh, like even like Doctor Strange, it's like that that's going to bring in that whole magic element of things. Like I'd love it if it just was Dr. Strange itself. Like don't feel the need to placate stupid fanboys by adding some Avenger yeah. or some character we've already seen. Like it's okay for it to be its own thing. Yeah. It probably needs to be. It's going to be nice if the Marvel movies can avoid the problems made by comics of them getting too complicated right. and too convoluted that they have to keep getting rebooted mm-hmm. uh, and redone because uh, they stop making sense. Absolutely, because like when because uh, part of what worries me is you got to figure like I, I part of me thinks like oh well they're Marvel they know what they're doing. 
But they also just started, what, like a six-month Secret Wars tie-in in the yes. books that made me stop reading. I just got back into Marvel, got caught up. They started Secret Wars, and they're rebooting the universe again, and I'm out again. <laughs> so it's like, these, are the, these aren't... Like, I'm pretty sure the Marvel Studios are, like, down the hall from Marvel Creative. So I can't just assume they're going to do the right things. And that's the scary yeah. part. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's, that's we, all I got to say about that. All right. Should we wrap this thing up? I feel like we're running out of – it's been a while. And it's also been a it's while. It's been a while, and we had a lot to cover. Yeah, exactly. All right, you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us your questions, complaints, or, I mean, if you want to email us a fake movie Friday, you can still do that, uh, to moviemoviepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is the name of our improv troupe. Uh, and we have an improv show, who would have known, uh, at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave, the third Thursday of every month, with our good friend and co-host, Nick Maritato. Uh, it's coming up on August the 20th. Uh, it should be a good time. Starts at 8 o'clock, sharp. Not really. Uh, but yeah, come on up. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll see you guys there, and we'll see you all next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Lates. <laughs>